Hallelujah, I love to praise his name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, I love to praise his name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, I love to praise his name. I love to praise, I love to praise. He's at will in the middle of the wind. And I know he'll never, never let me down. He's such a jewel that I have found. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, I love to praise His name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, I love to praise His name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, I love to praise His name. I love to praise. I love to praise. I love. To praise his holy name. You ought to say amen wherever you are. If you're here with us, you ought to love to pray his name. Praise his name. If you're visiting or, 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 or tuning in from somewhere around the country, around the world, you ought to love to praise his name because God is worthy to be praised. And God would have us to honor the Son. Just like we honor the Father, because the God of heaven wills it so, according to John chapter 5. And so we thank the God of heaven for allowing us to be here today for another opportunity to praise him today. We ought not to take for granted uh, each and every morning that we get up, wake up and simply say, thank you, Lord. Let that be the first words that, 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 that utter in your mind. Just say, thank you, Lord, even if you got to get up and... You don't want to go to work. Just say, thank you, Lord. I got a job. If the lights come on, thank you, Lord. Food in the fridge, thank you, Lord. Car running from A to B, thank you, Lord. Gas in the tank, thank you, Lord. You you, you know, if your check hit right on time, thank you, Lord. You know you wrote that other check for your month well. But we thank the God of heaven for, for all of the brothers. We always appreciate them for their dedication these many months to be innovative, to lead us uh, in in worshiping the God of heaven. Open your Bibles to the book uh, of Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8. Keep our brothers and sisters uh, in our prayers, those who are struggling, who still have loved ones who are passing. We may have this pandemic, but people are still passing for other reasons and other things, and we we, we can't adequately be with them and and, and send them off like we, we, we like to, but we thank God. Uh, for them and praise God for the time he loaned them to you don't don't forget to do that focus on how long he gave them to you you know selfishness said I want them a little bit longer but but contentment said thank you Lord for the time you gave them to us and you ought to focus on the on thanking him for the time he gave them to you grieve them properly but thank the Lord amen Amen. Matthew Matthew chapter 9 brother is where we are going Matthew chapter 9 is where we are going and the Bible there says he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city and behold they brought to him a man sick of the palsy lying on a bed and Jesus seeing their face said unto the sick of the palsy son be of good cheer thy sins be forgiven thee and behold certain of the scribes said within themselves this man blasphemous And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think you evil in your hearts? 
For whether it is easier to say thy sins be forgiven thee or to say arise and walk. But that you may know that the son of man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy. Arise, take up thy bed and go unto thy house. And he arose and departed to his house. And when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. Let's talk about this topic for just a little while this morning. While I was down in my sin, while I was down in my sin and the parallel accounts to this are found in Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, and Luke chapter 5, verses 17 through 26. And it, it behooves us that if we uh, 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 read of, of, of a miracle or an interaction of Jesus in the gospel, it behooves us to make sure we check the other gospels to see if um, there is more exhaustive information about a particular account, whether it be a miracle, whether it be an interaction that the master is having with someone And as is the case, we we see it in Matthew, in Mark, uh, and also in Luke. And so Mark probably gives us the most exhaustive uh, account of everything that has gone on. And we'll be sure to go over there. We'll be sure to go over there to look at some things that were said in Mark and that were said in Luke because they give emphasis uh, to the story. They give greater detail to the story to help us to appreciate why certain things were said and certain things were done. And so we ought to paint the scene. And, and if you remember on last week, we were with Jesus when he had borrowed uh, Simon Peter's boat and pushed out a little bit. And, and, and he, 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 he preached to the people and he, then, he, then he blessed folk, if you remember. It was one of them net-breaking, boat-sinking blessings we talked about uh, on last week that we have an obligation to share with folk, but... Now he has taken a ship and he has gone into uh, a, a, another place. He has gone into Capernaum in regions around Galilee where he was from in, in places like that and, 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 and where the other disciples, I should say, were from. And he's there in Capernaum. And while he's there, it's important that we begin to appreciate that uh, uh, Mark and Luke help us to understand that he was there, but he was in a house. He was in a house. And while he was in the house. You know how it is. People find out Jesus is in the area. Uh, and I believe it's, it's Luke account that says that not only was he there, but the power of God was there to heal folk is what Luke account says. And so the crowd of people came hoping to interact with Jesus, hoping to hear something that the master had to say, hoping to see that the master would do something of God. But. You know, there's always, wherever the master is, there's always going to be those who are detractors, the Pharisees and the scribes. And Luke says that there was there were teachers or experts of the law who were there as well. And then there was a man with palsy, a man with paralysis. And and, and, and we could we could spend a couple of few weeks on this particular text because there are so many divine principles to be gleaned from the text. On this morning. But I, I, I want y'all to see something. Look at our text in, in Matthew, Matthew 9 now. Look at our text. Uh, 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 which one of you brother ha- has it right there? Verse number 2. Come on and start right there. And behold. Uh-huh. They brought to him a man sick of the palsy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, yeah, come on, come on, come on. Lying on a bed. Uh-huh. And Jesus seeing their faith. Yes. Said unto the sick of the palsy. Now, did you read that again? Jesus seeing their faith. Come on. Say unto the sick of the palsy. What did he say? Son. Son. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven. Your thee. sins are forgiven thee. Now, now notice what the text says. The text says, seeing their faith. And then he, he saw their faith. And he looked upon the one who was laying on the bed who had been carried by these of faith. And he said, son, your sins be forgiven thee. But it it, it wasn't that he just saw their faith. There was more to this now. And this is where Mark's account and where Luke's account comes in to help us to appreciate some things about this. Look at Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. Stay where you are, Brother Thomas. Brother Brother Tony or whoever has the other microphone. Mark chapter 2. And start at verse number 3. Now, come on and read. And they came... 
And they came unto him, uh-huh. bringing one sick of the palsy, come on. which is born of four. Come on. And when they could not come nigh Mark, unto Mark, him. Mark is the one that tells us that it was four folk carrying Come on, come on, come on. And when they could not come nigh unto him uh-huh. for the press. Now, remember, it was because it was so many people and now he was in a house yeah. and, he, and they, they couldn't get to him. But they were trying to get the man of palsy to Jesus. Come on and read now. They uncovered the roof where he was. Lord have mercy. Now, now, now picture this. Now, I don't know whose house it was, but but Jesus is in the house teaching. And, 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 and somebody is on your roof. Now, their houses weren't like our houses today. Now, you need tools to bust through somebody's roof today. These roofs would have been, at the, at the most, would have had like clay tiles that they could have removed to get to the roof. But uh, most likely would just been tar and straw and things like that. And maybe a little bit of material. They would have had to remove these layers. And now, it wasn't a little hole. It had to be a big hole. Keep reading. And when they had broken it up, uh-huh. they let down the bed. It, it, notice now, it, I don't know how big this fella was. I don't know how tall he was. But I know that the hole had to be big enough for them to let the bed down. That's a big hole. Now, now, now I imagine that the house, the homeowner might have been a bit upset. <laughs> so now, 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 Jesus, now notice, uh, br- Brother Texas. Brother Dexter, where you are in verse number two again, read that now. Read yours again and stay where you are, Brother Tony. But verse number two in Matthew 9 again says what? And behold, mm-hmm. he brought to him a man sick of the palsy. Yeah. Lying on the bed. Come on now. And Jesus seeing their faith. Uh, he, the book says that Jesus saw their faith. So don't get tired of helping people. Right. Right. You, you know, don't get tired of helping people. The book said Jesus saw their faith. So if you'd only read Matthew's account, you'd have been like, where Jesus saw that they took the time to carry this man for healing. No, 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 no. They they had a, a, a faith that was determined. They had a faith. Now, not only it wasn't determined. Come here, 2020. Come here for just a minute. They had a faith, Brother Thomas, that was innovative. Because they, they, they realize that we can't go the traditional route. We've got to be innovative when we have been dealt the hand that we may not like. And they went up on the roof. And they went up, made a hole in the roof of somebody else's house, mind you. <laughs> and they, 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 but Lord have mercy when you got some determined, dedicated faith. You go to all type of links to get to your healing. And now they lowered the man down somebody else's roof, somebody else's house, so they could get to Jesus. That's some dedicated faith. That's some determined faith. That's some innovative faith. So so look, when life deals you a hand that you may not want to play, you better innovate. You better be determined in your faith. You better figure it out instead of pouting about what was. And I wanted it this way. You better adjust or you will be left behind. And that's a problem many times. Folk want things the way it used to be. Be innovative. Forward thinking. Be a visionary. Be ready to do what is necessary to get to your healing. So don't get tired of helping people. Why shouldn't you get tired of helping people? Because God, you learn, know what it takes. Notice what the text says. The text says that Jesus saw their faith. Wasn't enough for y'all to carry this man for you for. Wasn't enough for you to bring him to where you heard Jesus was. But you said we can't make it through the crowd. Then we're going to go over the crowd and figure out another way to get him done. Now, I don't know how high the house was. They weren't very, those houses weren't very tall back then. But notice now, it took effort on their part. To bring him to the place. To think of another way to get him to Jesus. And then to lift him up onto the roof and to lower him down to Jesus. See, brother, that just wasn't ordinary faith. That wasn't just, I'll go just, you know, and you got some folk who in their faith, they will tell you, I'll only go so far with you. No, 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 no. You got to be willing to go. Come on now. 
You, you know, because I, I have learned while you work in this ministry, Brother Childs, everybody ain't like you. Everybody didn't grow up and come up like you. Amen, They've had folk who've given up on them before they got to the healing. Are you willing to have the type of faith that'll help folk get to the healing? Because if you will, God is going to see your dedicated faith. He's going to see you in your faithful service. Don't forget that. He says, don't get tired of these things. In, in, in Luke 10, when the disciples came back, the 70 had to come back and say, Lord, you know, we was casting out demons in your name. And he said, marvel not at this. But he said, marvel and rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Are written in heaven. The Lord sees your faith and God appreciates your faith. He said in, in, in Philippians 4 and 3, he says, I want you to, 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 to help Yodis and Syntyche. He said, these women labored in the gospel. Tell them work out whatever they got to work out. Their names are written in the book of life. God appreciates your faith. Recognize and appreciate folk for what they do. Don't take that stuff for granted. Some folk are not willing to go the extra mile, which, and they say they're Christians. I'm telling you, man, you go if you you stay in the Lord's church long enough, you are going to encounter folk in the Lord's church who are Christians who have some problems in their life where you're going to have to be willing to go the extra distance with them. You will have to minister for a period of time with folk. Because the Lord said he saw their faith. And then he says, son, your sins. Now imagine. Imagine if they just brought him. We got you here and left him outside at the door. Imagine if they would carried him up to the top of the house and just simply left him there. Think about that. God sees it. He appreciates it. And ultimately, he's going to reward. Get, get, get for me Galatians chapter 6. Brother, Brother Tony, Revelation chapter 20. And, and because, because, see, not only that, but ultimately, God is going to reward your service. God is going to reward your service. This thing that you have continued to see from God, seeing your faithful service, appreciating your faithful service, you keep seeing the book of life. The book of life. Names written, names written, names written. Now, now Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 9. We could quote this, but let's read this thing. Come on and read it now. And let us not be weary in well-doing. Don't get tired. Of doing good. And that, that's doing good. Yeah. That was doing good to bring that man to Jesus. Come on and read now. For in due season. In due season. We shall reap. We shall reap. If we faint not. If we faint not. Now, 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 now. I don't know if you would read this like I would read this. Because now he's making it personal. And he's talking to me. And he's telling me that if I don't get weary in doing good in due season, I I'm going to read. Yeah. 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 Don't miss this, though. Don't miss this. Don't miss the text that the text says that when God saw their faith, he told that man, thy sins are forgiven. My reaping, had I been one carrying that bed, my reaping would have been that man's healing. That was my reaping. Not that I needed the Lord to bless me. With something personal. I needed. I needed that my reaping would be. In this instance. That God would heal the man. That I brought to him. That's my reaping. And don't lose sight of that. Because oftentimes we are waiting for God to do something. So that I am blessed personally. But he has blessed my faith. He has rewarded my effort. He has rewarded my faith. And I reaped in due season. Because that man had his sins forgiven. I have reaped. I have reaped. And I've received in earthly reaping. I don't know about you. But ain't nothing like bringing somebody to the Lord and seeing them obey the gospel. Ain't nothing more fulfilling than spending time sharing the gospel with folk. But see, sometimes Christians got to learn that before you say a thing, you got to show a thing. Before you can say a thing about the gospel, before you can speak the gospel, you need to show the gospel. You got to minister to the needs of folk. But if you get tired, this journey ain't for you. This race ain't for you. It's a marathon. 
You thought it was a sprint and you got tired. But he said, no, it ain't for the swift. It's for him who endures to the end. You got to hold on to your faith to the end. You got to fight the good fight. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel in the middle of the fight. You got if it's 12 rounds, fight 12 rounds. Put up the effort. And then you got to finish your course. So my reaping would have been, had I been one of the four carry, would have been his healing. But not only that, Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. And verse number 12, what does the Bible say, Brother Tony? And I saw the dead, uh-huh. small and great, small and great, stand before God. Stand before God. Everybody going to stand before him. I'm going to be there. President Trump going to be there. President Biden going to be there. President-elect Biden. You got to say it like that. I got to be politically correct. All I know is all us going to be there. You folk who don't like folk because of the color of their skin, you going to be there. Hello. You folk who like folk because one is Democrat and one Republican, you going to be there. Hello? Everybody going to be there. Come on and read. Stand before God. Uh-huh. And the books were open. And the books were open. And another book was uh-huh. open. Come on, come Which on. is the book of life. Mm-hmm. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. In the books. So he's going to judge us from the books. And that's the Bible. Come on and read. According to their works. Come on. And the sea gave up the dead now, which now, were now, in now, it. Now, 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 wait a minute. Now, for all of those who like to uh, pop off at the mouth. With that we just saved by grace. Ain't nothing else we got to do. They, grace ain't never said that in the scripture. Grace has always demanded faithful action on your part. And if God is going to judge you by your work, then I, I, you better believe once you are saved, God expects there's some working going on after your salvation. There's some service that's got to go on. Faith is action. Faith is going to lead you to some service. And it ought to be serving other folk. Faith ain't just about you making it to heaven. Faith is about you impacting the lives of other people. But if you just want to go on into a corner and just live out your life and not interact with other folk and not try to minister to other folk's life, I'll see you at judgment. And we'll see how that bad boy work out for you. Because <laughs> the book said he's going to judge us by our work. Come on and read. Now, I ain't going to work my way into heaven, but he show, he is so measuring how I serve down here. What did I do with my faith? Did I hide it under a bush? Oh, no. All right. All right. Y'all know that song. I ain't going to sing it. Come on and read. Come on. Come on. Come on. And death and hell delivered up the dead come on. which were in them. Come on. Cast into the lake of fire. Watch this now. And they were judged every man according to their works. Come on. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Mm-hmm. This is the second death. Come on. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life whosoever was cast into the lake of fire. Was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire with death and hell. Mm-hmm. Now notice, in each instance where we see a name being written in the book of life, it was because of their service. Yeah. Right. It was because of their service. While I was down in my sin. Somebody had enough sense to carry me to Jesus. While I was in my sin, Brother Hall, you, you, you know, they literally carried it. But, you know, you're going to have to pray for somebody while they're in their sin. You're you, you going to have to learn how to carry them to Jesus in your prayer while they're in their sin. And you ought not to stop praying for them, even though you say it don't look like they're getting any better. Keep praying. And then you ought to ask other folk to pray with me. Help me carry them to the Lord. Can you pray for my brother? Can you pray for my sister? They're struggling in sin. And I need three of you, three of the rest of you to go with me and carry them. So prayer make a difference. Prayer make a difference. Ain't that brother Tom always said it. Prayer work. It ain't going to work if you don't believe it works though. But you got to be willing to carry them to the Lord. Look, 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 look. All, all God is trying to do is say, listen here. God sees your faithful service. Don't get discouraged just because everybody else won't do it. Praise God. Your men have been dedicated. The men have been coming here week in and week out. And I want some other men to come on help us out in here now. Let these men catch a break. But they've been dedicated. Week in, week out. Come on. It's all right. God sees that. He appreciates that. He know you want to be at home with your honey. Folk will come to church. They want to sit next to their honey on the pew. You, you come on. You can leave them for just a minute and come on serve. If you're worried about your honey and you can't, you can't get up here and serve and help in the service because you worried. Man, y'all got some problems at home. She can sit there doing service and be all right. I hope if she can't, you might have picked some bad fruit. Let me not get in trouble. Y'all. 
bottom line, don't get tired of doing good, brother Tom. That, that's, that's exactly where we was, brother Hayes. Don't get tired of doing good. Sin can be paralyzing. Sin can be paralyzing because this man, now you, you say, how do you know, preacher? Because the master said, son, thy sins be forgiven. Isn't that what he said? He, he, he said that the problem that you got has been caused by sin. Let's go back to our text. In our text, Jesus said, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. So Jesus is helping us to appreciate that this man's sin, whatever his sin was, it led to palsy. It led to paralysis. There are a number of physical things that can call uh, paralysis. It could be nerve damage. They could just stop firing. It could be a physical injury. That could cause paralysis. It could be something congenital. You could be born that way. Could just be a number of things. But in this instance, I don't know what he did, but whatever he did, it caused his paralysis. And it was a sin. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Some folk were paralyzed today, been drinking and driving. And caused other people's paralysis or deaths. Some sins can hinder progression, and that's what paralysis is. Paralysis will keep you from being able to move in the way that you want to move. Notice what the text says. The text says, Mark says that he was carried by four. He became a burden to someone else to bear. They carried him. He couldn't go on his own. They carried him. I don't let, let me let me tell you something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if these four knew this man. I don't know if they were friends. I don't know if they were family. I don't know because the text doesn't bear out. But I do know this. I know by their faith they loved that man enough to take him there. Yeah. They loved that man enough to take him up on the roof. They loved that man enough to tear open the roof. They loved that man enough to lower him down through the roof. I know that. That's all I need to know. And I know that I'm going to have some faith. It doesn't matter why folk are in the condition that they're in. If they need some help. And if they're in the condition because of sin. And I have the ability to help. I ought to help by love and faith. And all too often folk focus on the sin. And not the need. Come on now. Come on now. That, 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 and then I write you, so I repeat that. All too often, folk are focused on the sin and not the need. Well, you got here because of sin. I got here because of sin. <laughs> I'm in the Lord's church because of sin. I needed a savior. Somebody had to say, look here. This is the way to the Lord. Come on now. Come on, come on, come on. Bitterness and unforgiveness. Can be paralyzing. Paralyzing. Ephesians 4 tells us to put away all bitterness. Forgiving one another for Christ's sake as he has forgiven us. Fear and pain. But see, sometimes we're not honest and we like to lie. It ain't, it, 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 and we, what we do is we manifest the anger when the reality is the primary thing is the pain. But in order for me to get you to feel the pain that I'm feeling, I'm going to project it by the way of anger. I'm going to give you the secondary response instead of being honest with you about the primary issue is I'm in pain. You ever notice anybody in physical pain and been dealing with physical pain for a long time and they bitter and they cranky? You ever you ever interacted with somebody like that? That pain they're telling you that pain is real and that pain is causing them to be cranky. Hello, somebody. And so we ought to be compassionate. We ought to understand that about folk. You complicated grief. Haven't learned how to properly grieve those who we have lost, who have gone on. And we get angry with God and we angry at life. And then some folk act like I'm telling you, when you were brought into this world, God did not create you, create you to be so tied to someone else that when they die, you can no longer live. He never created you that way. That if they die. You stop living paralyzed because you have not learned to properly grieve God's way. And, and he gives us plenty of scripture on how we ought to grieve. He never said that we are not going to be hurt. We're not going to be longing for our loved one. But he always has shown us that you don't stay still. You keep moving forward in life. You keep living. Never be t- so tied to somebody that you can't go living. And that's what's wrong with some of these folk in the world nowadays. They sick. 
These young men are sick. These young men don't understand what love is. And some of these young ladies don't understand what love is. You say, preacher, why you say that? Because they feel like they can't live without this person. They'll take that person's life and their life, too. Don't you love me like that? Ever. If you feel like you got to go, go. Leave me out here. I'll work it out. Go on. If you can't live without me, okay. You can stop living if you want to, but I'm gonna I'm gonna live my own little spell till the Lord said time be gone. Don't take me with you. I ain't never gone to no funeral and looked at no cash. I'm gonna take me with you. I wish one of y'all would. I'm gonna push you in there. Go on in. Oh, preacher, don't joke like that. Okay, then y'all ought not to think like that. <laughs> Come on now, we you gotta keep living, but we get stuck in our grief. And we don't listen and we don't trust the Lord. Well, you got to laugh about it because we sometimes folk have been guilty about it. And, and now I put PTSD up here. You, you, you know, you know what drives me crazy sometimes and I'm guilty of it about certain things is, is that folk act like that some of these psychological things are not real. I've heard number, countless people talk about it. Well, PTSD ain't real. I say, you ain't never been through nothing then. You don't know what it is. To, you ain't know what it is to be in an environment. Folks shooting stuff all over your head every every day. And you don't know if you're going to live or die from day to day. You don't know. Stop talking about what ain't real to these folks. It's a real struggle for them. They've been. And, 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 and the amazing thing is they have done it for your freedom. And you got the audacity to disrespect them like that. They will put to war for your rights and your freedoms to say that very thing. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. But it can and they get stuck. And we if, if, if somebody is willing to serve like that and volunteer to serve, then the least we can do as a people, as a nation, is to help them toward their healing. Whatever the cost may be, even if it means tearing a hole in the roof. You see, they, they were willing at any cost of faith. We'll pay for the roof, Doc. But he need to get to Jesus. We'll pay for the roof. We'll fix the roof. He need to get to. Matter of fact, you ain't even got to worry about the roof. When the master was done, he could have been boop. Your roof is all good. He, he, he could have just spoken it. Roof was already back in place if the master wanted to do Because the power of the Lord was there with him. And, 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 and folk ought not to think like that. They, well, Lord, have mercy. They ought not. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Go back to our text. Go back to our text. Come on now. So he solved them. Verse number three. Verse number three, Matthew chapter nine. Come on now. Watch this. And behold, uh-huh. certain of the scribes come said on. within themselves. What, what, what they say? This man blasphemeth. Uh-huh. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, uh-huh. Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? Why do you think evil in your hearts? See, see, you know, the thing about sin is God sees the condition and the cause. And these folk, you you know, he knows their thought. John 2, he needed not anyone to tell him what was in man because he knew what was in man. He he, he knows your thought. You ain't got to mumble a single word. He know what you're thinking. Lord, I hope hope he don't play none of them them thoughts back when we get to judgment day. I hope he don't have no big screens where he can play back some of them thoughts. We all going to be in trouble. And David said, Lord, if thou should count us iniquity, who could stand? None of us. (laughs) None of us. Oh, Lord. Yet, God knows the condition and the cause, yet he still wants to heal. So, your faith, you full brought it. You you got the healing. You reaped, and you reaped. You loved him enough to bring him, and you allowed him to take you. Because he could have put up a fuss. I ain't going over there. You you say he's been healing folk. Well, drag me on over there then. I don't know if he's the one say, look here, we can't get through the door. He might have been the one, Brother Thomas. He might have been the one. Get me up on the roof. Y'all, let's go through the roof. He might have been the one on the cot hollering at, come on, man. No, no, no. We got to do something. I'm not leaving here. He might have had some deterrent. I don't know. All I know is the Lord saw the cause. And the Lord said, you need to be healed. You know, and, and the beautiful thing is, See, God understands that some things happen to us at a time when we are not able to properly process or understand it and release it. Let me give you an example. Abuse of any kind. Whether it's emotional, psychological, physical, or sexual abuse at any kind. 
The, you, you, you know, that, and, and, Lord have mercy if it happens to, to little kids, sexual abuse. That stuff, if they're not, pro- they're not properly treated, it, it, that stuff can drag on for years to their life. And if it's prolonged, it can have a long-term effect on their life. And, and that, that's with anyone who, who undergoes any type of abuse over a long period of time. You're saying, preacher, what are you saying? That if you undergo these things, these, this type of behavior becomes normalcy in your thinking. And it may then lead you to start acting in a sinful way. Children who are sexually abused, sexual abuse have a 75% chance of abusing drugs and being promiscuous or they can suffer from what we call a dual disorder they can abuse drugs and have a psychological condition so so now now we know that abusing oneself with drugs is sinful we know abusing oneself with mankind is sinful being sexually promiscuous we know that it's sin however it was because of sin that was inflicted upon them that has led them to think and act in the way that they now think is normal you see and but yet in spite of all of that god still says i want to heal you see that's the god we serve I thank God he is not like man. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. His ways are not as our ways is what Isaiah said. God says that I know you're in the condition you're in. And it's because perhaps sin that you've committed or because of sin that has been committed against you. Yet I still want to heal you. Now if that ain't love, what is love? I just thank God he don't act like us. Y'all, if you know somebody done done you wrong. You didn't utter it. Well, karma sure got a way of catching up to folk. And then when stuff happened to them, see? That's the wrong, but that, that's not the Christian approach. That's not the Christian attitude that we ought to have. The reality ought to be is that, Lord, I just hope they get their healing so they can stop hurting themselves and stop hurting others. That's where we ought to be. That's how we ought to be. But you say that's a hard thing to do. This is why the Lord has it. This is why the apostle said that in Luke, Luke 17. Lord, increase our faith. <laughs> increase our faith. It's hard dealing with folk. Hardest thing down here other than dealing with yourself is dealing with other people. Come on, somebody. Lord, have mercy. If I have, I have seen nutty like I've never seen nutty before in 2020. Let me go on on before I get in trouble. <laughs> but 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 understand something. Understand something. Now notice the the text bears out. The text bears out that some folk would not rejoice at your healing. All right, all right. Now notice that the Pharisees and, and, and the experts in the law, well, this man done blasphemed. Yeah. Who he think he is? Yeah. Telling somebody they sins are forgiven. Right. Right. She said, which is easier? Me to tell a man to get up and walk? Or just say his sins are forgiven. I know that he's in the condition because of sin. Do you not know every sickness and illness is a result of sin? God never intended for man to live down here and to have all these illnesses. That was never his plan. Never. You say, well, what God let all this stuff happen? He didn't make you eat that stuff you eat. I've been telling you that. He didn't make you sit at home and not exercise. Hello, somebody. He never said that, you, you know, we'll eat, we'll eat the wrong thing or we'll eat too much of a thing and then we won't exercise. None. And then we have all of these issues later on and then we get mad at Lord or we get all down and we get depressed. No, 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 no. That was never God's intention for us to overeat. That's called gluttony. That was never God's intention for us to eat foods that were not good for us. This is why he gave Israel the instruction that he gave them. Well, didn't God say everything he made was clean and to be used? He was talking about the Gentiles in that context. Y'all know good and well that's some stuff you ain't got no business eating. We talked about this. If we can reason now, right? But then there's some things that now you are genetically predisposed. You can be living as healthy, eating as well as you can. But because of years and years and years ago, because of your forefathers, they got, they got, it came in contact, whether it was some chemical stuff, whether it was that bad diet they ate during slavery, whether it was a diet that was handed down to them that wasn't theirs, it started causing some genetic mutations in your body, and now you have some genetic predisposition to certain things. Some of y'all have some predispositions to heart attacks. Hello? Some of y'all are born with some, what they call gestational diabetes, and you have this diabetes and stuff from her. Some of y'all have ate your way into diabetes. Some of y'all have ate your way into high blood pressure. But that was never God's intent. Either way it goes, when you start doing better, 
please understand that some folk will not be happy. You know, that's what they call them, haters. Instead of them rejoicing and focusing on the healing, they were hating on the healer. Ain't that, ain't you, ain't that, well, now, now, why are you going to hate on the healer? Because he says, son, and he know because he is God, the son. He is God among us. And now he has brought healing to this man. Y'all mad at him when you should be rejoicing at his healing. At all the effort that these four have gone through to get this man to his healing, y'all should have been rejoicing. But 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 look, come on, look, look at the text. Look at the text. Look at the text. Come on and read Matthew nine. Uh, come on, brother, brother Thomas. Black, verse number four. Come on. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, uh huh. Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? Why are you thinking now? They ain't said nothing. They was thinking this thing. Why you think there's evil in your heart? Come on now. Come on. Whether it's easier to say, uh huh, thy sins be forgiven thee, brother Tony. Get for me Mark chapter two. Uh huh. Or to say, uh huh, arise and yeah, walk. Yeah, arise. He said, which one is easier? Whether it's to say thy sins be forgiven or arise and walk. Come on and read. But but that ye may not. Well, ye may know that Mm -hmm. the son of man Mm -hmm. has power on earth to forgive sins. Yeah. While he's on earth. Jesus had the power to forgive sin. So now now let let me detour for just a minute. And let me talk about that thief on the cross. Jesus was still alive when he was on the cross. The only way he could utter those words is he had to be alive. He hadn't died. He hadn't rose yet. The new covenant and the new law had not gone into effect. So that all that thief on the cross could be forgiven of his sin because Jesus had the power to do that. But that is not the standard for you. Jesus ain't on the earth anymore. (laughs) He has a standard that he has put in place and he's not going to go against that standard for the saving of your soul. He's not going to contradict the scriptures. He never did it while he was on earth. Because he had the power to forgive sin. And, 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 and notice Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2 and, 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 and verse number 11. Or verse number 10 through verse number 12. Uh, uh, Brother Tony. Brother Dexter, get for me uh, 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 Luke chapter 5. Come on. But that ye may know uh-huh. that the Son of Man hath on. power on earth mm-hmm. to forgive sins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He saith to the sick of the palsy. Mm-hmm. I say unto thee, mm-hmm. arise yep. and take up thy bed mm-hmm. and go thy way into thine house. Uh-huh. And immediately mm-hmm. he arose, Come on. took up the bed Come on. and went forth before them all. Mm-hmm. In so much that they yeah. were all amazed yeah. and glorified God. They glorified God. Come on now. Saying. What they say? We never saw it on this fashion. We, we, we ain't never seen nobody do it like this. And when the Lord get a hold to you, sometimes he can do some things that you ain't never seen before. And folk are amazed. Because like, wait a minute, wasn't you the crackhead? Mm. Wait a minute, didn't you used to be hooked on heroin? It's heroin, but heroin is what they say in the streets. Wait a minute, wasn't you an alcoholic? Mm. Wait a minute, didn't you used to run them women? Mm. Wasn't you in them streets? Mm. Wait a minute, didn't you used to cut, cuss like you couldn't? Yeah. But when the law got hold to you, how was this change possible? See, and, and folk will be amazed. And when the Lord get on you and your haters going to still hate. Because, see, you got to know this and know this well. Sometimes folk don't want you to get your healing. Because they want someone that they can talk down about. So that they can feel better about themselves. But, see, while I was down in my sin, the master saw fit. that he said, son, your sins be forgiven. And no matter what the haters say. I just know what the master said. Yeah. Because I know ultimately, on that day of judgment, what matters is what he said. Right. You, 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 you see what I'm saying? And so when folk, when folks see me down here, and when folks say, well, didn't you used to? Yeah, I used to be. Yeah. But God got his hand, got a hold of me. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. And they're going to look at you. How was this possible? No. And they're going to get mad at Jesus because they've been talking bad about Jesus all their life. But now it made a difference. And, and, and it drives me crazy that folk, when, when there's there these folk who are so smart in the world, they think there's something wrong with you for having faith. I say, your reasoning is the one that's wrong. You placing all your faith. You have a God and you have a God and it's yourself. And it's these other men and you believe in what they're telling you. And, and yet you get upset with me because I tell you I didn't get here by accident or by my own doing. I got here because someone spoke things into existence and said I was stepping into time. And you mad at me that I believe in a greater power than you when all I have seen you do historically is act a fool. 
and to create this chaos on this world and you mad at me. I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with my reasoning. I think the problem is your reasoning. It's because you got too much faith in you and yourself and these men. And historically they've shown you they ain't capable of it without the hand of God. I ain't forgot Luke. Chapter 5. And verse 24. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh Uh-huh. That you may know that the Son of Man Mm -hmm. has power upon earth to forgive sin. Yeah. He said unto the sick of the palsy. What he say? I say unto thee. Uh huh. Arise. Rise. And take up thy couch. Take up thy couch. And go into thy house. Go into a house. And, Come on. And immediately he rose up before them. He got up. And took up that whereon he lay. Mm-hmm. And departed to his own house. He went to his own house. Now he had a, he had a, he had a place to live. Mm-hmm. He had a place to live. So let me, bruh. They went and picked him up. They went and picked him up from his spot, brought him to the spot, couldn't get in the door, went up on the roof, tore a hole in the roof, and lowered him down. By He said, Lord, by your face, he is healed. Son, thy sins be forgiven. Let me tell you, anybody pick you up and give you a ride to the Lord's church, care for you. Anybody pick you up and bring you to pick up some food because you need it. Care for you. Anybody talk about you and then say, look here, I I heard what they've been saying about you. But let me take you to somebody who can help you. They care for you. Boy, let me tell you something. Boy, you need somebody who who willing to pick you up, carry your spell, take you up, and then lower your spell down to Jesus if that's what it takes. But wait. You're always going to have haters. Some folk will not rejoice at your healing. Please don't lose sight of that. Some folk been talking bad about Jesus all their life. And they get mad when he make a difference in your life. And then they get even madder at him. Because they don't want to believe in him. When what they should have done is merely been rejoicing at the fact that he did here. See, if you hear this morning. You ought to be looking for your healing. I don't know about you, but I know what it is to be down in my sin. I, I know I know what it's like. See, the Lord we serve, he came here, he suffered. He bled, he died for your sins and for my sins. But wait, don't forget your bed. Hmm. Don't forget your bed. Because <laughs> it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for him to say, get up and walk. He said, get up and walk. Pick up your couch. Go back to your spot. See, it wasn't enough. And see, sometimes what we got to realize is the master will heal us. But he said, you got to, when I heal you, I need you to take ownership of your past. I need you to pick up. It's one thing for him to tell him, son, thy sins be forgiven. Get up and walk. But don't leave your mess. Take your bed. I want you to remember who you were. For I came in touch with you. I want you to remember that. Pick up your bed, take your bed back to your house. See, so when you, when, you, when, you, when you get too high and mighty, look back and remember what he brought you from. Don't forget your bed. Pick your bed up. Take it back on your past. And when folk like to keep reminding you of who you used to be, you say, yeah, man, then we run them streets. But let me tell you now, I run these streets for the Lord. Then we run these women, boy, when we was out there. Yeah, but let me tell you something now. I've learned to respect women. And I want to encourage them to obey the gospel now. Yeah, come on now. So I, 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 let me tell you, let me tell you. That, 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 remember, that's what I used to be right there. And I still got it as a memorial in there to remind me to have humility. And to remind me to thank the Lord for, for how far he has brought me. I, 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 I was stuck. Because of my sin, couldn't go forward in my life. Wouldn't let go of bitterness. Wouldn't let go of the pain. Wouldn't have a forgiving spirit about me. I was stuck and didn't even know it. But I look at how far the Lord has brought me. And I look back on my bed and sometimes I just sit there and I, 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 I just rock. And sometimes I just, I just have that, you know, a tear got to come out sometimes. All you can do is moan. You just sit there and you remember how good God has been to you. 
It ought to bring a tear to your eyes sometime, man, when, when God been good to you. Ain't nothing wrong with it when you're there in the private moments and you with the Lord. Some folk ain't going to understand it. They don't even need to understand it. That's a private moment with you and the Lord. And you just rock and you just sit there. You close your eyes. Sometimes you listening to a song and you, rem- you reminisce and it reminds you of who you used to be. And then you thank the Lord. You just nod your And sometimes all you can do is nod your head. All you can do. And that's the God we serve. Don't, don't forget your bed. Because you once were down in your sins. And someone loved you enough to minister to you. And to evangelize to you through their ministering to your need. And they brought you to the Lord. If you're here this morning, you got to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ before it's everlasting too late. The Lord has come. And the power of the Lord has come with him. And his name is Jesus Christ. He is his son. And while he was here on earth, he had the power to forgive sin. But then he suffered, he bled, he died for your sins, for my sins, for sins of the entire world. He was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. He died for my sins and your sins. He did that for us. Now that's a great cause. It's one thing to lower you down through the roof. It's a whole other thing to die for you. That's a whole nother thing to die for you. Do you believe it? You've been believing some other stuff in this world that men have showed you that's just as foolish. But by the preaching of the gospel. See, some men call it foolishness. But by the preaching of the gospel, it's through this foolishness. God is going to save men. First Corinthians chapter two. Are you willing to believe the gospel? Are you willing to believe the evidence that is contained in scripture? Are you willing to repent of your sins when the evidence shows you that what you've been believing is wrong? You you only have two choices. Continue believing what's wrong or turn away from that and turn toward what is right. Ain't no middle ground. Well, you know, I need to think on it. Well, why are you thinking on it? You're still wrong. You're still wrong while you thinking. Let me think about that for a minute. That don't make while you thinking about it, you're still wrong. I just can't see you still wrong. And you've been paralyzed by that error. You got to repent of your sins. You must confess Jesus as Lord and you must be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. You must be. Why? Because that's what the master commanded. All of that into that African. He had enough sense that he saw water. He said, see, here's water. What prevents me from being baptized? Philip said, thou mayest, thou believest with all thine heart. He said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Commanded the chariot to stand still. Philip and the eunuch, the Bible says, went down in the water and Philip baptized him. That baptism is a burial. He came up out of that water rejoicing because he had been saved. And so now there may be somebody listening. So I got to drop this in here for him. When that Ethiopian eunuch came up out of that water, he came out rejoicing because he knew he had obeyed God. And he was saved according to the biblical standard. He didn't speak in any tongues when he left there, coming out of that water, to prove he was saved. Just thought I'd drop that in there for you. Because I'm going to be talking about that coming up in the weeks to come. Baptized. The Lord had washed away his sins. Added to his son's church, the church of Christ. And now remember, we just got through talking about faithfulness. God saw their faith. They reaped and their reaping was that man being healed. Oh, would to God that we would labor pouring into people the gospel by ministering to them. That's faithful service. Oh, would to God that we would speak a good word unto people when we hear them struggling and we see them struggling in life. That's what we call evangelizing and ministering to the needs of people. Speak a good word from the Lord unto folk. Speak a good word. And the Lord knows that he, he, didn't, he, he called you to be faithful, not perfect. Because he knows that every once in a while, sin going to trip you up. He says, don't, don't, don't live in it. Don't lay down and live in sin. Don't do that anymore. You've been delivered from that. Don't do that. And when you recognize you sin, he says that you need to repent of your sins and confess your sin. He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin. Because if we will live faithful unto death, heaven is our reward. We simply want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Lord, have mercy. Won't that be a good thing? Won't that be a good thing? Why don't you come this morning as together we stand and together we sing. Your healing waits you. Your saving waits you. Why don't you come? Why don't we sing? Jesus, I surrender all to him. 
Savior, 